Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day, he vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is now. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts. Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Turn on the Jets Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And I'm here with the man, Travis Milton, who you can follow on Twitter at dash 37 board 27. So it is now the week after the Jets uh, 42-21 loss to the Ravens. So we've got a couple days. It feels like it's not as fresh as maybe when we normally tape these, Travis. Uh, but what was your reaction to the Thursday night game last week when the Jets lost by 21 to the Ravens? Um, I think watching the game, one of the, one of the things that I saw that, that actually stuck out to me is somebody wrote an article about it. I can't remember if it was Brian Costello or uh, – it may have even been Rich Samini, I can't remember, but the how much Sam Darnold is kind of morphing into a poor man's Brett Favre. Like his ability to just make something out of nothing and also his ability to just make a bonehead freaking play. Um, that's really what I saw. Le'Veon Bell looked great, but yeah, like I, I just see this. I, I hate that freaking. I hate hearing every every uh, announcer talk about. Oh, it's gun, gunslinger. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's really getting that gunslinger mentality. I feel like and Gase called a shit game. I thought Darnold made uh, a lot of good plays out of nothing. And uh, I again, I just I'm really really. It's going to be a long freaking year and two games uh, until Gase is gone. Granted, you know, based on the, the fact that the Ravens are you know, one of the best teams in football right now, they're hot. Lamar Jackson is an amazing uh, kind of queen chess piece for a team that was already well put together. Um, and certainly they've, they've added some players. They added Mark Ingram this year. They added Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin through the draft. Uh, but, but he certainly has been a game changer for that team. And, and I think when I see and so when I watch that game and I see the Ravens beat down the Jets and, you know, people are freaking out and there's a lot of, you know, lazy Lamar Jackson and Sam Darnold comparisons, Lamar Jackson, great quarterback, amazing job. He broke the single season rushing record for quarterback against Jets. 
you know, that's, that's all well and good. But when you think about who the players were a year ago, I'm not trying to make excuses. Lamar Jackson has had more success. He's got more wins than Sam Darnold. Of course, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's a false comparison when you compare Lamar Jackson to Sam Darnold because oh, yeah. around them, the, the supporting casts are so vastly different if, in, terms of, in terms of the players on the field, the players on, you know, on, on offense, the players on defense, and then the coaches, right? Um, and so, so when I think about this team, I, I love to see what Lamar Jackson's doing and go for it. And it's, it makes sense why he was the 32nd pick in his draft class and Sam Darnold was the third. Um, and they're both having different results. But what I wouldn't say is that, like, well, you know, Lamar Jackson is always going to be a better quarterback, right? Because he, the, his style of play, he might get injured a lot sooner than Sam Darnold. And so one might be a quarterback for 10 years. One might have an amazing four or five years. But then as his body breaks down, the big question, and we're seeing from Lamar Jackson, he, he's answering the question is who will he be once he, once he stops running? And, I'm, you know, we're seeing some good throws from him, so I think he'll be a great quarterback longer. Oh, yeah. But, but all that to say, like, you knew it was going to be a big, a big loss for the Jets. And at the he, he, was a, he was essentially going, going against a defense that, that looked like a freaking uh, pickup game of, <laughs> of touch, you know, two-hand touch. Right. I mean, uh, uh, Marcus amazing. May was there, and after that, uh, I mean, who else? Right, Quentin Williams, who, who didn't, you know, I, I, I really, really had to like dive deep and like try to figure out who was playing. <laughs> it was hard. I, I, it was, I've had that conversation with other Jets fans since the game too, which is the same thing. Like, who? But you're looking at the numbers and you're just confused. So yep. like, I don't even know who that is, what that is, what, what are they doing? So, so yes, it, it, the game went about as well as I expected. I mean, having said that, I, I will say that, you know, in the first half, while the, the team, you know, got down early quick, I certainly think they tried to battle and we saw some confidence from them. But right, to your point, it was always going to be a game of catch up and the Jets were always going to be from behind. And I saw some good things, but I guess may, maybe the question that I have when I was watching the game was trying to figure out were the Jets – you know, at some point catching back up or were the Ravens taking their foot off the pedal because it was a short week and they knew they were going to destroy this team? Like what, what do you think? Um, that, that was a, that was a foot off the pedal. Pretty short. Okay. Um, but again, like the, the offense has shown a little bit of glimmers here and there because of Sam Darnold, because of Robbie Anderson, you know, because of Le'Veon Bell. So I'm not going to take away from, from what they did, but at the same time, yeah, I, it was never going to happen, and I think that, yeah, three quarters of the way through the second quarter, uh, Baltimore was just like, oh yeah, we uh, we we can just we can coast a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, and so so it's it's hard for me to judge that in a vacuum. Um, and then, right to your point, we were kind of talked about Adam Gase and his play call, and I mean, right, Greg Williams. Let's just say the fact that he did not have a lot of his starters up for this game. Um, on a short week and at the end of the season when they're trying to just kind of lick their wounds, you know, going into, into 2020. But was there anything specific? You, you kind of talked about the fact that you thought Gase didn't call a great game. Were there specific, I don't know, nuances or things that he did? Was it just that he didn't make the play calls and so Sam Darm had to work outside of what the play calls were? Or what was it specifically that was bothering you? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I think that watching that game, the reason I started coming to that realization, uh, granted, take it with a little bit of a grain of salt because it, it was Thursday night. I was obviously, I was cooking. I was watching the game as I'm running the kitchen. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I've, I've watched it again since, but like that, yeah. w while watching the game that, that first time, actually both times, that making something out of nothing, that, that mm -hmm. turning a sloppy play into something you know I, I saw a lot of a lot of broken plays that Darnold turned into something that that were were seemed to be poorly called from from step one whether it be protections whether it be you know rec recognizing protections from the offensive line whether uh, there, there were there were too many things where it just seemed like 
and this is why I think the Ravens took their foot off the pedal because they were just letting these kind of things happen throughout the game. And it was, it was like, you have these three plays of like nothing. And then all of a sudden you have one play where it's like, Whoa, where'd that come from? That happened. And I think, you know, that, that was one of the things that kept hope throughout at least the first half for me. But I think that's one of the things that, that spoke to it for me was it was, we've got this almost like tradition over the past 10, 12 years of, of being bad on two out of our three downs and then being almost good on the third. Third down. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I was having a conversation with uh, someone about um, like the English Premier League soccer league and just, you know, we were talking about the difference in football and soccer. And one of the things I was trying to say is, you know, they were talking about football and how like American football, how that works and we're Brit and, and I was, I was essentially saying this idea that, you know, the thing about American football is, you know, you reset after every play. So, you, you know, you get another chance, you get another chance. You know, the thing about soccer at America, and like, you know, EPL in specific or really any soccer league is you have to chain so many good things all in one short series of time with no interruption to, you know, to get to a goal. You have to have, you know, three good passes to get you down the field and then, you know, to, to try and make a score. And I was like, that's very different than American football. You have four chances to make a, make a first down. And yes, you need to chain those successes together over the course of a drive, but it is, it's just different. And so to your point, right, when you kind of waste two downs, you run on first down and you get three yards and then you're put in a bad situation on second and seven. And then you're, you know, you've got to pass to kind of get close for third down to have the choice to run or to pass. And, you know, maybe it's an errant pass. And so now you're third and seven and now you need to make a, you know, a 15 yard play to keep the drive going, right? Like there's just this weird chaining. It's a, it's a similar thing. It's just in the, in that four down period where you have to chain two good plays together to get a first down generally um, you know, that's just kind of methodically. And so that's the thing that bugs me about Gase is the play calls, when he's making them, what he's choosing to do in down and distance situations. Um, and right. And so that's why I think to your point of, you know, the riverboat gambler, or, you know, whatever gunslinger mentality of Sam Darnold is like, he's being forced on third down. And I feel like in the first half, I, I have to go back and look, I, they ended up, um, six for 14 on third down conversions, which isn't terrible. No, that's, but they, that's better they than normal. Good. That's better than their average. Yeah. I year. feel like they were like four, five and eight at one point or something. I'd have to go look. Uh, but I feel like they, they were doing really well on third downs for a, a period of that game. And then, right. It started to kind of, you know, get shaky. Um, and so, right. So when you kind of get in those situations, it's hard and, and Sam Darnold's doing what he can. And, you know, I mean, we're just going to repeat the same old, same old, which is, there's just not enough playmakers around him and right. He can't just run a set play because you know, the, the offensive line is just letting so many people through that he's got to scramble or he's got to, you know, you know, extemporaneize on, on a play. And so I think that then to your point leads to Robbie Anderson will have a great play here or a great play there or a good game here, but not there. And yeah, it's just kind of how it's going to be until they can normalize that offensive line. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we'll talk a little bit more about the offensive line later, but, you know, it's already into the next week, week, uh, week 16 here. And so we need to think about who's coming up next. So I wanted to talk about the last two games because I, I think this is an interesting thing. We, you know, we, we knew the Jets were going to get right against some of those weak teams. They started mixing back in some tougher teams, and we've had more mixed results. Um, and, you know, spe especially the Ravens, one of the best teams in the league. When you look at who's coming up next, the Jets have two teams, both in playoff contention, the Steelers, who are eight and six, who essentially need to win the next two to get into the playoffs. There's a chance if they maybe win one game, they could still make it to the playoffs based on how things are playing out. But, you know, for them, the playoffs start against the Jets and they will continue as long as they continue to win. Um, so they're going to try and bring their best. And then the Bills, who are 10-4 and four and are essentially shoe-ins at this point, um, one more game would you know, obviously up their, their you know, rankings and help them. But they're, I don't think they're going to catch the Patriots. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. I was trying to look at these teams as we, as we uh, get ready for, for these two weeks. And the thing that really surprised me was that these two teams have two top five pass defenses in the league. Just going to football outsiders and, and looking at the rankings there. Um, Baltimore has another great defensive, uh, you know, pass rush and pa- or pass defense situation. So, so I guess, you know, we'll, we'll talk. Let's take them one by one. But look, when you think about the Steelers and you think about who who they're going to have up for this game, obviously Roethlisberger's out for the season. John Connor came back last week. Juju Smith Schuster, um, it seems close to ret- a return, and they've been kind of holding him back. Um, my thought is John Connor will play. He'll see more snaps this week, and Juju Smith-Schuster will see more snaps this week. Um, and then their defense is, is playing pretty well, uh, and obviously they added Mink Fitzpatrick during the course of the season. Um, like how, would you, how do you see this game playing out for the Jets? Is it going to be close? Is it going to be a blowout? Um, you think about who the Jets are and how, and how they're weak and strong. What do you think about the Steelers game? Um, I mean, considering the fact that Adam Gase is going to refuse to run the ball, which uh, <laughs> I feel like he uh, should, considering, you know, all of all of the things. Uh, Le'Veon right. Bell is running back. Yeah, Tampa uh, Bay is not running the ball. Great. But they also have, I mean, they had Mike Evans, they had Chris Godwin. Um, you know, had some pretty yeah. good receivers, and they just and they had Ronald Jones, who's terrible. So you understand why they would refuse to run the ball versus the Jets, who have Le'Veon Bell. I mean, they have a terrible offensive line. Uh, you know, it's just it's this weird, bizarro world. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? It makes crazy. no sense. Um, but uh, you know, if if we can figure out a way to set the edge, get Le'Veon Bell running outside. Um, that's the only way we're going to, we're going to fare. All right. Because, uh, I don't think that we're going to come up with a game plan. That's good enough to go up against these secondaries. Um, both of which are really, really good. Offensively, both teams are complete and utter dog shit. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like Josh Allen. I don't care what anyone says. Like he is, he is complete. He's bad. He's hot garbage. Yeah, he is. Yes. Hot garbage is like a, that's, that's probably the nicest thing I've ever said about him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I like his game is like the equivalency of uh, broccoli and wet ass. Uh, (laughs) And the same goes for, you know, the, the, who are, who are, who are the Steelers? Is that right? Devlin Hodges? Devlin Uh, Hodges? Yeah. I mean, Mason Rudolph got, you know, he, he, whatever um, he had lots of fights yeah yeah he, he had a lot going on was he was he he was from u of r right he was from the university of richmond was he I honestly, i'm pretty I, sure I he was no idea i'm pretty I sure that no. i just i have no idea was the quarterback the university of richmond i'm pretty sure uh he it says oklahoma state all right same thing same thing. Maybe there's Sorry, another I'm, quarterback. Maybe there's another I'm already, quarterback. I'm already drinking beer. I'm on like my fourth Pacifico. Who knows who the hell I'm thinking of? <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna figure this out. But um, but uh, yeah, I mean Oklahoma State's the same as uh, University of Richmond. Bunch of bros yeah. in Vineyard Vines. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at the at the end of the day, like we we're gonna have a problem with both of these teams uh, mm-hmm. just because it's it's such a such a mismatch. Um, our, I don't think that 
I don't think there's any reason to bring Jamal Adams back um, with two games left. I don't think there's any reason to to push anyone that's injured on the defense to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, yeah, there's, I mean, there's yeah, nothing. What, what, there's okay. there's no reason to. Right. I would say uh, it, the only reason I could see you doing that is just because there's guys that you really want to see who, um, you know, have just have played some or you, like if, if there's players that are currently injured and you want to see more before you go into the off season, I get it. I don't need to see any more out of Jamal Adams, right? Just shut him down. I'm sure that's going to, that pains him, but um you know, shut him down, get him right for next year, and just go from there. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I, I think to your point, it's it's going to be tough. The fact that both of their offenses have been poor leads me to think the Jets might get a little close in some of these games. I don't think they're going to win either of these games, but they might get a little closer, you know, maybe in the Bills game. But the thing that worries me specifically about the Steelers is if – John Con- uh, James Conner takes a takes a larger role, and Juju Smith Schuster starts to get mixed back in. They're not going to play him full snaps, but uh, if they mix those two players back in, that is certainly going to help their offense that has struggled uh, to kind of mix, you know, just with players injured all year. Um, so that that's the one thing I'm I'm curious about. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see. So, so if they lose these next two games, as we expect they will, they will end the season five and 11, another losing season, um, which then takes us into the off season. So with that in mind, we talked about this a little bit last week, we were playing with the Jets cap space and saying, Hey, you know, let's, let's do some Santa's wish lists for, for, um, for 2020 or 2019 Christmas, 2019. Um, And, we said, okay, so there's 62 million currently, uh, about 13th in the league. If they make some moves, they could easily get over 100 million. Um, it's kind of an arms race, though, because there's so many teams that have so much money. Um, it's going to be a very interesting offseason. And while there's some good players out there, um, it's going to be, you know, the Jets, if they want a player, they are really going to have to unload uh, to get a player in terms of contractually, they just need to give them whatever, whatever that player wants is kind of the way I see it based on who they are, based on where they are, that sort of thing. So, so I wanted to focus on two positions. We'll start with cornerbacks and then we'll get to offensive line. Um, But there's a number of players out there. So I think the first question that I would ask you, Travis, is if you're going to invest in cornerback, which, which the Jets desperately need, and hopefully they'll address it in the draft too, but free agency seems like a, a smart way for them to spend some of their money and allow them to use the draft towards offensive line play. Um, like what is the profile? I don't even care the names. Like give me the sort of profile that you're looking for, for a cornerback, not in terms of their, like they're a shutdown corner or whatever, just like roughly how old, um, you know, that, that kind of a thing. Like what are you looking for? Um, let's see. I, I really think that we need to invest in youth, um, but at the same time, I think with bless bless Austin um, out there, um, I think that we can get away with like a 27, 28 year old. Um, you know, maybe four years left on uh, yeah. in their kind of know. in their prime. Yeah, before, exactly. You're not, you're not looking for like a thirty, like a a key to lead type player. That's not going to help what you're what you're going. No. For. Okay. No, I, th- I think that we've 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 uh, actually been lucky, and I think we're, we'd be pushing our luck uh, at this point mm-hmm. on a player of that age and, and caliber. I think you know, with uh, with Mo Claiborne, like we we've had a lot of players like kind of around about that age almost that we have uh, taken flyers on and ended up being pretty okay <laughs> with us. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of serve like you're probably going to get some sort of drop off, um, but you're also you know not expecting them to kind of play their, what they did even in their prime. Um, so, so like I guess one one guy that kind of might fit that mold over the next couple of years is is Chris Harris from from Denver. He's currently 31. Um, he would be the closest approximation of what I can find kind of in the potential free agent pool. Is that the kind of player, like, if you were going to get an older player, you'd want to focus on or just no pass? 
that's fine. Um, I, I think one of the hardest things is like looking at the the free agent pool is there's nobody that really stands yeah. out to me as as a number one corner, um, yeah. even remotely. Um, I think Eli Apple's pretty pretty darn good, and he's young, um, but. I don't think that he's he's you know I don't think that he is a number one corner. He's not a shutdown corner. Yeah. Um, uh, like Chris Harris is is I think he's you know where we're going to be in the same situation as when we when we brought back you know Cromarty or mm-hmm. or Revis. You know it's 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 there's not much left in the tank. Uh, Ronald Darby he has looked great the past couple of years. This year I, I think that he's has looked pretty eh. Um, yeah, and yeah, he's he just I think he's just been injured. I don't know if he played this week, but he was decent most season, and then yeah, got injured. Um, the, yeah, the reason he he stuck out to me was just because I feel like he was a Rex Ryan guy when he was in Buffalo. It feels right, and then somehow yeah. traded to the Eagles at some point um, when they were trying to make a run. So like he he has that profile that Jets fans tend to like, but right, it's not like he's this you know otherworldly shutdown corner. Um, but right, he is 26. So yeah, so it's, it's kind of, it's, I think that's what, to your point, you know, if you want your own Daryl Rivas, you've got to get lucky enough to draft that person. Otherwise those players generally don't come available. Um, yep. And I like what, I like what you're saying about Eli Apple, because while he was a terrible pick for the giants in like the top 10 or top five, whenever they picked him, it was a terrible move. Um, oh yeah. Bad, bad use of resources. He's still a decent player. Um, and, you know, kind of first-class caliber type uh, – first-round caliber type player. Um, yeah, just and at, top and at five this, stretch. Yeah, yeah, and at this point – so he's kind of worked that value out of his system, like that overvaluation out of his system. So the thing that I like about him is, right, he can be a, a serviceable starter for a while because of his age, right, because, like you said, he's 25 years old. Um, yep. Are there any other players? I was thinking about um, – like Marcus Peters from Baltimore, who who I've liked and has been, you know, a good contributor to their team, and and Byron Jones, you know, both of those players are on good secondaries, you know, that have played well, you know, most of the season. Um, and again, right, these are not players that are, you know, world-beating cornerbacks, but they're pretty pretty good if you put them in the right type system. Um, yeah. Any, any interest in either of those guys? Um, I, I think that Marcus Peters, like, I, I love him. Like he's, he's great. He's right at that kind of, uh, maturity, but not yeah. too old level. Um, you can uh, get another three or four years out of him before you're really worried about what you're, whatever you're paying him. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think if, if we were able to, to score Marcus Peters, um, we've got bless Austin and re-sign Brian Poole. Um, I think that we would be in, in a pretty okay spot, to be honest, like in our secondary, like much, much more uh, or much less shaky than we are now, obviously. Uh, I mean, we're, we're starting like fourth with Nate Hairston at this point. I mean, but, but I mean, even, even if we had our starters out there, i.e. Tremaine Johnson, Daryl Roberts, every single time, um, I think that we would be in a much better spot with Bless Austin uh, Marcus Peters and Brian Poole out there, you know, playing the uh, the nickel. I think that that would be that would be a secondary that I could uh, I could actually be okay with. Yeah, and I think if you bring in some kind of day three, you know, early day three picks um, yeah. to to kind of sit on the bench, learn, play some, you know, some nickel dime coverage packages or whatever, and over time maybe they can take on a larger role or you know fit in as players get injured. Um, that I, I could I could get down with that strategy. I like that. Um, I also think uh, Carolina's James Bradbury's had a decent year. Um, you know, obviously Carolina's a mess this year, but um, he's he's matched up well. I think he's played a number of pretty pretty top guys, and and you know played played uh, enough to get a good contract. Um, I, yeah, I would wonder what he's like outside of the current system he's in. If he's going to you know be a Tremaine Johnson or, or something like that, but. Um, he'd be someone I, I would probably I'll do more investigating and you know kind of searching and scouting on him to see like hmm, is this someone we can get? But yeah, so I think to your point, you resign pool, maybe you get one player to kind of cover you, and then with Bless Austin, that's a pretty good top three. And kind of as we talk about with wide receivers, right? Once you get 
you know, it, it's very much a like first chair, second chair, third chair, kind of like band, right? Like once you get your first chair set, like with a decent player, like it, it's easier to set things behind it. And so I think that's the, that would be the play, the play with, um, uh, with, you know, with cornerback is if you can kind of set things up and Hey, if bless Austin jumps up to first chair, great. Uh, but you know, maybe let's not require it of him in his second year coming off some serious injuries in his, uh, you know, in his cop from his college days. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Hey, guys, before I give you back to Brian, just want to remind you about some great things that you can check out courtesy of Play Like a Jet, including the Vivid Seats mobile app, where you can get up to 100 bucks off on your very first purchase when you download the Vivid Seats mobile app and use the promo code OVERTIME. Get yourself tickets for the Jets and the Steelers this weekend, or something else could be a hockey game, a basketball game, a wrestling match, a boxing match, a concert, whatever it is you want to use that promo code for, you can do it right now and save up to 100 bucks off on your very first purchase. Just download the Vivid Seats mobile app and use the promo code overtime also wanted to remind you about cbs sports hq the brand new streaming sports news network which has 24 7 live coverage of sports and costs you absolutely nothing 100 free at all times loaded with the things that i always look for in sports coverage highlights breaking news fantasy advice gambling picks although i don't know that they're going to be as good as my brother craig's but still useful and quality analysis All those things are first rate on the CBS Sports HQ, and they're not something that you get very often from a lot of these big-time sports personalities, (laughs) Skip Bayless. And the best part is, not only is it completely free 24-7, it doesn't even require a subscription or a login. You just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, and any other connected device at any time to watch CBS Sports HQ. No fake debates, just sports for real sports fans, just like you get here on Play Like a Jet, at the great price of absolutely nothing. You don't even have to log in or sign up for anything. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. Okay, sorry about that, Brian. Go ahead, my man. So, all right, so let's talk to the thing you actually really care a lot about, which is offensive line. So (laughs) we'll just kind of go across the group. So let's just start with, like, let's just before we talk about any specific positions, like, again, give me a profile. Are you looking for a similar profile where you're looking for a, you know, a number of players that you can plug in? It doesn't really matter where they are on the offensive line that are kind of in that prime age where you're going to get another four or five solid productive years out of them. Um, or are you looking for like drafting a bunch of players and then, you know, signing some older guys that can kind of hold the fort. What would, what would you do if you were Joe Douglas? I think when looking at, at the guard positions, looking at left and right guard, I think that's where you have a little bit of leeway of um, – and you actually, in, in my opinion, would uh, probably, probably be good to go with a little bit of age and maturity. Um, I think that's one of, the, uh, one of the reasons we had such a long-term uh, – success with the offensive line uh with with mangold with brick um we we kept plugging in people like pete kendall um mm-hmm. or uh freaking uh, what's his name uh the play for the steelers uh oh um willie cologne well no no before, even before willie cologne oh uh fanica sorry fanica yeah alan fanica you know we we put these guys in at left and right guard that were able to you know uh kind of help coach mm-hmm. a young center and a young, you know, right tackle, left tackle, you know, through a lot of these positions, you know, those are kind of the glue guys. Like those are, those are the guys that, you know, they, they're not protecting the blind sides, things like that, but you know, they're, they're the ones manning, you know, multiple gaps. They're the guys that are, you know, doing the bulk of the dirty work on mm-hmm. the offensive line. 
and having having some maturity on at, at those two positions, and especially if we do, you know, if we are able to draft a good center and and a, and a right tackle and a left tackle, obviously free agency is going to be before that. But um, if we, I, I, that's the way I would go about. It. I would try to get uh, a little bit of age at those two positions and then push for uh, a youth movement at the others. And then because replacing the, the entire offensive line, as much as I would let, love for it to happen, just have a fucking fire sale and, you know, just kick the dumpster off the, the fucking cliff. Uh, as much as I would love that, it's, it's, it's a little too much to ask for. So, yeah. So, if, so if, if you're, if you're looking for age, if you're looking for age at left guard and right guard, um, just kind of going to over the cap and kind of scanning through through their list. Uh, like, so, so uh, let's talk about some of the guys who are over thirty in uh, kind of. I mean, that's a little. That's too. That's too old. So you're looking for like twenty. It's not too right? old, but like I'm, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like right at like thirty, thirty-one. Okay. Okay. So let's see here. So let me look and I mean, see. Twenty-nine what. is fine too, obviously. But uh, I think those are the guys that have been uh, obviously in the league mm-hmm. for you know six seven years at this point yeah okay so so how about um how about michael i don't know who this is michael schofield for the chargers he's the right guard he played basically the entire year um or quentin spain who's the left guard for the bills quentin Um, spain's actually really good like i I, i've I've watched that dude a fair amount um Mm -hmm. i would i would be more than fine with him being on the team Okay, so he's currently making about two million per year. So, yep. so the point is, like, you know, he's probably—I don't know when he was drafted on all his details right now, but imagine he was drafted, you know, mid to late. He's not making a ton of money on. I'm guessing this is kind of the back of his rookie contract, um, or you know, a mid, mid middling second contract. So, if I'm Quentin Spain, this is when I get paid. So, like, I mean, who knows what it's going to take, and we don't have to get into all that, but that's the kind of player that if you like him, if you think you get three or four really good years, you know, solid years out of this guy, like, I would be fully comfortable overpaying for that kind of a player then. Um, let's see. How about some younger guys? I've kind of put some younger guys in here. So, um, Daryl Williams, um, Eric Fla- – oh, gosh, I didn't mention didn't put what teams are on. Uh, so Daryl Williams, I think he's with the, the Panthers. Eric Flowers. Oh God, where is he now? That doesn't matter. Uh, those, both those guys are <laughs> 20, 26. Um, and then Andres Pete, who I think is playing for the saints. Um, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. He's on the Saints, So he's 27. Like I could see Pete potentially getting franchised. I, I don't know where Michael Thomas is in his contract. I can't know if he just signed a new contract. Um, but let's say Michael Thomas doesn't need a new contract. Um, they might actually put a franchise tag on someone like Andres Pete, but if he's free, a 27 year old Andres Pete who just played for the the Saints for a number of years, like another guy, I would be, and especially because he's only 27, so you can get more out of him kind of in that yep. peak, peak period. Um, I would definitely pay that guy a ton of money. Any other guys? Uh, and then kind of on the sorry on the right guard side, um, Brandon Scherf, who we remember as the player the Redskins took right ahead of. Um, of uh Leonard Williams he's 29 he maybe gets a franchise tag we would see we'll have to see um but I would imagine he's trying to get out of out of Washington um and then Austin Blythe who is 28 and plays for um the Rams so any of those guys interesting to you um uh, spots? to be honest the not, not a ton, um, and I think that's one of the, the unfortunate spots that we're in. Uh, I think that that anyone that's worth their salt a guard is going to be over overvalued and overpaid, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of the other reason why I'm leaning towards like the older side. I think that we those are those are the places where we can hopefully get a stopgap or, um, God forbid, continue with you know uh, Brian Winters. <laughs> No, uh, please no. Please. Yeah, I know. Oh, Eric Flowers is is in Washington. Just so you know, he's he's played most of the season. He's twenty six and he's in Washington. I just okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, I yeah. There's maybe I would be willing to pay for Brandon Scherf. Um. He's been a decent player, but you know, be curious what his <clears throat> what his market gets. And you know, at twenty nine, he's still got a number of years left. Um, and again, you're just going to have to overpay for some. So, so let's talk about um, let's talk about the tackle spots. So, there's 
there's a number of players, um, and I think a number of them kind of they're past their age apex. So the Rams, Andrew Whitworth is a great example. He's 39. He got paid $11 million kind of on average in this last contract. Um, the one player that I like is Col- the Colts, Anthony Costanzo, who's 32. Um, so you, I think you could still get, you know, two, three years out of him. Um, oh, yeah. So, but again, like if you're planning on drafting a left tackle, like it might be, you know, a misuse, or if you're going to take your left tackle and put him at right, I don't know how, you know, how you feel about like, if you're going to draft a cornerstone player and then you play them on the other side of the, the ball, like if that, yeah, you know, does that mess them up later on in their career? I don't know how you feel about that stuff. Or maybe hey, I don't Costanzo know. to right. I don't know. Maybe move Costanzo to right. But uh, one of the guys that stands out to me at tackle is is on the other side, and it's actually it's Jack Conklin from uh, mm-hmm. Tennessee. Um, that offensive line has actually played really, really well, and uh, um, it has helped the uh, resurgence and revival of a a quarterback <laughs> who apparently uh, trashed under Adam Gase and. Uh, mm-hmm has been playing pretty efficiently and uh, oddly enough without Adam Gase uh, and, and actually a are you saying player. that those two things are correlated or connected in some way uh, uh, based off of watching Devonte Parker as well and, and, and a few of the players uh, I'm really uh, let's just say I'm I'm coming around to hating Adam Gase which is a load of horseshit like I've hated Adam Gase you're coming around to. Uh, I feel like I feel like I'm like despising this, him. Like, yes, all this stuff is building our case. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really just getting sick of hearing people defending him and and seeing you know players that were supposedly yeah. trash. How, how many four touchdown games did Kenyon Drake have when he was in Miami? Exactly. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh God. All right. All right. But so, Jack Conklin is, you know, to, to yeah, go to good. get back. Like he, he is he's been playing really, really great, and he is a part of why Tannehill has, has been able to have some success. And and uh also Derrick Henry. I mean that, that offensive line has been playing great all year. Yeah. I would, AJ I would Brown really AJ Brown is insane. Like I yes. I said when he went when he went to the Titans, everybody hated that move because Corey Davis was there and um Taewon Taylor was there and it was like, Oh, you know what? There's going to be no room at the end for, for poor AJ Brown. And then, good God, he is just destroying the league this season with his tree trunk legs. Um, yep. it, it is, that team is It's been fun to watch over the last month or so. Um, yeah. So I like Jack Conklin. I mean, gosh, he was 2016 draft. He was a first round pick. He was the, in the top 10. Um, yep. and, right. That was part of, the Titans kind of over that period of time, they have, they have really tried to invest in the offensive line to varying results, but they have made a concerted effort to build that lineup. And they're going to have a lot of choices, uh, you know, that they're going to have to make in, in the off season. Um, one of which is I've even heard talk of, right. Do they franchise tag Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> not Marcus Mariota. Do they franchise tag Ryan Tannehill? So I hope, I pray that the that the Titans franchise Ryan Tannehill because what that then means is Jack Conklin is free to come to the Jets, right? I, I would say just whatever that guy wants, start back channeling it with his agent now. Get a sense of what that guy wants. Assuming he he doesn't get tendered in any way, you just go for Jack Conklin and you basically don't have to worry about that side of your offensive line for the next six years. Uh, I would love that move. I, I love that move too. I'm, I'm totally with you. Um, any other players? Um, I, I kind of looked at Jermaine Effetti from, uh, from Seattle. I think he's had a pretty good year and he doesn't yeah. think of a lot. Um, I think he's certainly someone who's going to look to cash in. Um, yeah. What do you think about, about him based on how Seattle season has been this year? Um, I actually haven't watched that many Seattle games. I've seen a little bit of a uh, little bit of tape on him though. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's pretty solid. I'm, I'm still like, and, and this probably goes back to, I, I live, you know, in Tennessee, I, I see Tennessee games all the time, but, um, I'm just seriously sold on Jack over top of Jermaine, but Jermaine is, a uh, he, he's, he's pretty damn solid and he is definitely, uh, 
saved Russell Wilson's butt a few times this year and in the few games that I've seen. Um, what I, so what I, I would, I would not complain is, about him at all. Yeah, I mean, he's – yeah, I don't know. You're not going to – I wouldn't pay him the same kind of Jack Conklin money. Of, no way. But, no. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, he's got that that long – I think I just looked it up. His arm – he's got like 36-inch arms, which is like for his position, like 97th percentile. He's oh, yeah. Foot five, 36-inch arms. So he's just got that range you want to see in a tackle and kind of, a, you know, the ability to kind of, you know, set the edge like – move you know kind of keep players you know outside and off his frame um so i i think he he right he's not at the same level as conklin is but he's certainly a pretty good player and he's right he's done well for for seattle and in a team that you know under brian schottenheimer really the that's changed this year but has run the ball a lot um over the last couple of years and you know has protected russell wilson very well i mean russell wilson is his own best protection but but, um, yeah, that would be another player I'd be interested in them going after. What about um, – you kind of talked about the center position. Any particular centers? The, the two that I could find, I was thinking, like, I'd want to go young. I don't want to do another Khalil situation. I want to go fairly young, someone you can get a couple of years out of, um, maybe someone you can move to guard over time. And so the two guys who, who came up were, were Trey Hopkins uh, from Cincinnati, uh, 28, and uh, Denver's Connor McGovern, uh, who's 27. So, and who knows what their team's going to do? You know, I mean, obviously, a lot of these guys we've talked about will probably just get re-signed by their own team. But any interest or kind of knowledge of, of either of those two guys? I don't love either of those guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, the center, the center position, I think is is it where it's a worse market this year than it was last year. I think last year you at least had a few guys. Um, that were were quality. Uh, obviously, uh, you know the the Bills did pretty okay. Um, uh, I, I can't who, uh, I can't remember who they got. Uh, it was the center I wanted from Denver, Pardis. Oh yeah, uh, Matt Paradis. Uh, yeah. Matt Paradis. Yeah, Matt Paradis. Um, you know there there were some guys. There was a little little older market last year, but there were some solid guys, and and of course McCagnan whiffed on every single spot. Um, and um, to be honest, like Joe Joe Douglas whiffed on the the Khalil thing as well. Uh, I was a staunch supporter of of Khalil coming there, and, and it was it was yeah that did not work out. Well, so. because at that point we were just grasping at straws, right? Like oh going, yeah, we're going over the edge of the cliff, and I'm just trying to get my hands on anything I can at that point. So yep. yeah, but yeah, basically in July there's no Frank Ragnows available, right? You're just nope. you're not going to get a Frank Ragnow in July. So right, I, I'm with you. Like I know it's a big move, but I would love to see the Jets in the second round take their you know kind of next version of Nick Mangold or a Frank Ragnow type. Like I would love to see them take that type of a player. Um, I think it's way too early. Like with wherever they'll end up getting slotted. Uh, early to take a to take a center but those the center position at the end of the first round through the third round like there's so much value there um i would be oh yeah i would be really upset if the jets don't walk away with some player with uh you know with four years playing center in college you know by by the end of the third round um that would upset me a lot so yeah i'm i'm kind of fine with letting those guys slide similarly because I know I'm going to make a concerted effort to, to fill that position through, through the draft. And so then I would just, any money I might spend on a center, unless just some amazing player comes available, I would just refunnel it back towards the other positions. It's kind of similar in that way. I, I love the idea of bringing in your own guy who's going to be with this line for 10 years and basically, you know, be your captain of that, of that group, you know, uh, you know, after year three or whatever. Oh yeah. Cool. Um, all right. With you. <laughs> and anything else? Any other kind of interesting players or names that are kind of out there that you're thinking uh, about wishing for? No, I'm, I've, I've been much. mainly focused on the. Sorry, just, just trying to get you crushing on things. <laughs> how, how do I get? How do I get Travis crushing? Uh, well, we let's let's next week talk about like the offensive uh, the offensive line and the draft. Like those are the cats I've been focusing uh, on. There's. There's there's some some there's some good stock that I think that we can uh, we can get a hold of in like what you're talking about in the second third round and some value spots uh, because with with the wide receiver position being so deep um, I think that we're going to be able to score some some pretty pretty great players at at again like I, th I think at the tackles and uh, maybe even center 
um, in, in the draft. So I, I'm, I've been more stoked about that, less stoked about the, the, the free agent market. Um, right. I was going to get lesser players, you know, like there's a reason why these guys don't get re-signed by their teams. That, exactly. That's why that's Johnson it's, makes its free agency. Exactly. And that's why we've, we've made our, made it, made our, our, our jets living off of free agency for so long. God damn it. That's terrible. <laughs> it is painful. I know it's painful. I'm going to, it's, it's okay though. It's okay. You know, it's not your fault, Travis. It's not your fault. Uh, I, I, t- I take full blame. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks. This was great. I had a lot of fun. Um, our thanks to you, Travis. Our thanks to Josh, who could not make it this week. I don't think I even said that at the start. But our thanks to Josh, who's not available today. Um, we will see you guys next week. Thanks to Play Like a Jet, Play Like a Jet Network. Turn on a Jets, or turn on the Jets. Rate and review your podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you very much. We will see you next week. Goodbye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.